0: Yeah, welcome everybody and I'd like to welcome those online that are listening it's great to be in the house today and um, you know the people online people are our brothers and sisters in Christ so we welcome them as well but i just want to open in prayer this morning father i just thank you for your word and holy ghost i ask that you come and anoint the words of this message because lord without your spirit upon the word it is useless just clanging symbols so holy spirit i ask that you would come and anoint this message this morning in Jesus' precious name, Amen. Yeah. So this morning, I've um, entitled my message "The God of Breakthrough." Amen. amen. And uh, it was just—it's uh, by no coincidence that this morning Jeff kept praying about the—the the God of the breakthrough. So um, I believe it's a word in season, and God's word's always in season. It's uh, never early, never late. He's always on time, isn't He? And uh, so this morning's another one of those days. So. I think it sounds exciting, it's exciting stuff, so um, put on your seatbelt and sit back because uh, we're going to go for a ride this morning. And we all know that God's word is true, that it's powerful and that it's life and it brings life. So if we would just knuckle down and apply God's word to our lives, you will get amazing results, amen? Um, So this is in any area of our life. So um, this morning... The God of breakthrough. What is breakthrough this morning? Well, breakthrough is something that happens a sudden dramatic shift in an area in your life or a circumstance in your life. So um, let's see a show of hands. Who's looking for something dramatic to happen in their lives? Because if I might be presumptuous, I can say that every person sitting here and every person listening online would have some area of their life that they would like to have breakthrough in whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's a new job, whether it's a new house, whether it's family time, whether it's more time just to be at home, or whether it's a dream that God has given you and it has not yet come to fruition. Somebody and everybody in this room would like a breakthrough, I'm sure. Amen. Well, having said that, I'd like to say that we serve the Lord God of the breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Baal par- parazim, so Baal means the Lord and parazim means breakthrough, so we are allowed, we worship God, we serve God and God is got our back this morning, amen, so if you're looking through a breakthrough, don't look to yourself, don't look to your friends or your workplace or whatever situation, you've got to look to God, he's the only one you look to for your breakthrough, so we serve the God of the breakthrough this morning. Um, A breakthrough is like when you're searching for water, when you're digging for water, when you're drilling for water. So you dig and you dig and you dig and you dig and eventually the breakthrough comes when you hit the water and hallelujah, up comes the water and a mighty shout goes up, doesn't it? You know, uh, when we first bought our block of land out there and we had a word from God, which is very important, that um, God wanted us to have that block of land and we knew that. And everyone around the district said to us when it came time to drill, they said, well, you're not going to get good water on this block. No one in this country has good water. So straight away the devil attacks, doesn't he? And in comes the seeds of doubt and that. But, no, we were believing. We were in a strong place at that time with God and we were praying and believing and um, we had a seed to sow so I'd been diligently saving money so that we had enough money to put a drill to get the driller in to drill for water. And so a seed was, was planted. And, you know, when God asks for a seed to be sowed into whatever breakthrough you're looking for, he wants it to cost you something. A seed isn't something that you can easily give. God's looking for a, a seed that's going to cost you something. When the woman gave that, that dime, that, that small little bit of money, that was everything she had. When the lady who made the small cake for Elijah the prophet, that was all she had. It was life and death. She'd already told the prophet that she only had enough to make a small cake for her and her son and then they would die. Giving a seed costs you something. It's no use giving your petty cash to God. So anyway, so we'd been believing and we'd been saving our money and I'd, I'd saved up this little tidy little sum of about $1,500. Now Everyone knows that when you're drilling that doesn't go too far. But we were believing God. We were believing God and that's all the money we had. So out comes the drillers and away they start drilling and guess what? Dust is coming out of the hole and dust is coming out of the hole. And where's Willie? She's on the ground scribbling in the dirt. I'm doing my mathematics so i meant so many dollars per feet as he's drilling down and I'm thinking this is swallowing our $1,500 up pretty quickly. Eventually they pull the, the um, rig up and they decide to drill somewhere else and we went down to another area and hallelujah, praise the Lord, within about 15 feet they struck water, amen? And the drillers there. And I'd already done my sums and I'm adding up the dry hole, I'm adding up the other hole and I'm thinking I'm going to fall short here but don't worry, we can still do this somehow. And praise God, he's always on your side when you believe and trust in him. Who knows that? Who's who's experienced that? We have all experienced that in some area of our life. And so um, we get abundant water. He measures the water, 2,000 gallons an hour. But... They told us we don't get good water in this country. But, you know, our God is the God of breakthrough, amen. He's Baal Parazim, the God of breakthrough. So this is what happened. And not only that, I gave Smoko to the boys down in the dry creek bed. We had Smoko and Billy T and all the rest. Comes time to hand the bill over and he goes, oh, I'll give you a discount, $1,000 or do, call it quits. Amen. So this is, this is what God is able to do when we trust him. Then there's other types of um, breakthroughs and you might be drilling for oil. This sort of breakthrough takes a bit longer and you have to dig a bit deeper and you've got to keep going and you've got to persevere a little bit more and you've got to go below the water level to find oil. You've got to go past the water to the deeper level before you find oil. So you might be in this type of breakthrough area where you've been digging in there for quite a while and nothing's quite happened. But I want to encourage you this morning, don't give up if you've got a word from God and if you're obedient and if you sow that seed, God of the breakthrough will work on your behalf. But then there's another area of breakthrough as well and that's when you're standing there in battle and you're surrounded by an army. You're surrounded by an army. You're in trouble. But hey, the Lord of the God of breakthrough can see you through. When he makes a way and you keep persisting, you will find an opening that you can get through and God will come through for you. So it doesn't matter which area you're in, God says he is the Lord of the breakthrough. And I want to go to Psalm 18, 28 to 29. And it says, For you will light my lamp, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against the troop." By my God, I can leap over a wall, amen? Nothing is impossible, is it? Nothing is impossible to the God of the breakthrough. Do you believe him this morning? Are you with him this morning? Is he on your side this morning? I want to encourage you, come on, get into this. You know, um, we're not to grow weary or faint. There's so many passages in the Bible that says to run the race with endurance, It's a a long race. It's a tiring race. But with God at our back, we can make the race. It says, do not give up. You know, too many times we give up just before the breakthrough happens. All the hard work's been done, that fella digging the well, one shovel full of dirt before the water breaks through, he gives up. Well, he's never going to get the water, is he? And too many times we put in all the hard yards, all the hard work, and just before the breakthrough comes, we throw the towel in. God doesn't intend for us to throw the towel in. He wants to see you breaking through. He wants to provide abundantly for all of us. So this is what God's asking. So it's not game over. God is about to bring up another plan. You know, another plan. He has another strategy for you. He has another way that you can turn. There's not just one way. The God of the breakthrough will show you whichever strategy you need to break through in your situation. So before I start, in um, I'm going to take you into 2 Samuel, but before I start, I want you to ask yourself this question. In your breakthrough, have you got a good idea or a God idea? I've got plenty of good ideas, but I found that, all my God ideas fall to the ground. They don't bring a harvest. If you've got a God idea, then hallelujah, the victory is yours already, amen? You've already got the victory. If it's a God idea, then you've heard from God. And if you've heard from God, then it will not fail. You've just got to stand the test of time. You've just got to stand whatever area you're in, Is it a shallow victory? Is it a victory that's going to take a bit longer? Or are you surrounded by an army where you're going to have to put in a lot of hard work and God's going to show you which way is out? But the victory is yours if you've heard from God. Um, We're going to take up where David... David has just taken back Jerusalem from the Jebusites. This is in 2 Samuel chapter 5... Um, When he took back this city it established his kingship, it established his military and political status and then when he brought the the Ark of the Covenant back into the city of David it established his his religious leadership as well. So David had, had now become king over Israel and Judah so he was the ruling king at that time. And I just want to read here in in, um, verse 10, it says, "'So David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. "'So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel "'and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. "'Because God had appointed David. "'He was not self-appointed. "'God had appointed him, and God said that David would be king over all the nation.'" And so, here it is, it's come to pass. But I want to take this up now in verse um, 2 Samuel, chapter 5 and verses 17 to 25. Verse 1 says, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. First thing I want to point out is that David was anointed. He was anointed. Do you know that each and every one of you has been anointed? The spirit of the living God is on the inside of you and he has anointed you. Don't go and try and do anything if you're not anointed. There's an anointing that comes upon, which is for service. David was anointed to become king. The, the, the kingship anointing was upon David. But there's also the anointing when you're born again that is on the inside of you, Christ on the inside of us. So don't try and step out in your own strength because it's not going to work. David was walking in the anointing of God. The second thing is, have you noticed that whenever you start to make headway, you always draw opposition? It said that the Philistines came up against David. As soon as they heard that he was anointed king, they rose up in opposition against him. So as soon as you're going to start making headway for God, it should not be any surprise that opposition is going to come against you. And that's where most of us fall down straight away. As soon as it gets a little bit tough, then we think, oh, this can't be of God. But I surely say to you this morning that when you start making headway for God, you're going to encounter opposition. The enemy is not just going to let you walk through and take what you want. He's going to come up against you. The second thing is it says that. A uh, third thing is it said that David went down to the stronghold. A stronghold is a place of safety. It is a, a, a place where you can find refuge and you have a good vantage point. David went down there. As soon as he knew that the Philistines were coming, that's where he went. I want to ask you this morning what's your stronghold? Jesus Christ is our stronghold. He is our fortress, He is our tower. That's where we go to when we find strength. In Psalm 91, it says, The Lord, um, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. We shall abide in that place of safety. That's our fortress. The righteous run in to the Lord. The name of the Lord is a high and mighty tower. The righteous run into the name of the Lord and they shall be saved. Here's our fortress. Here's our stronghold. Here's the place we need to go to when we're in trouble. Verse 18 says The Philistines also went and deployed themselves. In the valley of Rephaim. How do you pronounce this, Jeff? Yeah, Rephaim, I'm doing well. This is what happens when you're, um, you're your senior pastor speaks a little bit of Hebrew, see? You can pick it up, start to pick it up. Anyway, so, in, so the, the valley of Rephaim, it speaks of giants and discouragement. I want to ask you what giants are in your court today? What opposition are you facing and what discouragement are you facing today? Don't be surprised. The enemy is full of discouragement, full of opposition and he's going to come against you. But God is on your side. The God of the breakthrough is on your side, Amen. You've got to remember whose team you're on. You're on the winning team. We already know that we win. we just got to do the distance. We know we're on the winning team. You've got to stick with the winner. Seek God for strategy. Verse 19 says, So David inquired of the Lord, saying, I will go up against the Philistines. Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So firstly, we see in verse 19 that David was a man of prayer. These are all principles we need to apply when you're trying to have a breakthrough. David was a man of prayer. He didn't sit down and try and work out his own strategy. His first port of call was God. He inquired of God and he asked God, we're talking about a mighty man of valour here, a man that has fought so many wars and battles it's not funny. He was a mighty king. He could have been so full of himself but he always turned to God and asked God, should I go up against them? Should I go up against the Philistines? And then how great is it because God answers him and he confirms a victory. How good is it going into something knowing that you're going to win? How do you feel? You feel 10 foot tall, don't you? If you go in thinking you're going to be defeated, you feel small and already in your mind you're defeated. But if if your coach says to you in the soccer game, oh, this is just just a bit of training session for you, you're going to walk all over these guys. They're not even going to touch you. You go in there full of confidence and away you go and you take the victory. See, God confirmed and said to David that you will have the victory. And the good thing is that David believed God. He trusted that what God said would come to pass. Are we believing and trusting that what God has promised you? Because if you've heard from God, then he's promised you something. And aren't his promises yes and amen if we will follow them through and appropriate his word? Um, So there we go. And then verse 20 we have, So David went to Baal-perazim and David defeated them there and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. Verse 20, the most important thing is that David gave God the glory. He recognised that it was God who had given him the victory. It wasn't his own efforts. It wasn't because he was such a great warrior. It was because God was on his side and God was with him. God is with you today. Emmanuel, God with us. He is with you today in whatever you're facing. You just need to call on him in the spirit of Elijah like Jeff preached last week and call on him and he will answer you and show you great and mighty things that we do not know. And David was like that. He doesn't attest the victory to his own abilities but freely gives God all the glory. You know, have you ever seen a damn wall give way? A small hole in the wall and the, the water is but a trickle coming out of it. But very quickly that trickle of water erodes the soil around the hole. And before you know it, the whole wall breaks away and is washed down, devastatingly washed down and it's just like a torrent down its bed, and the, all the water is just released. This is the God of the breakthrough. This is the God that is going to come suddenly, and there's going to be a breaking through, as just as we break through into the water in the well, and the water comes up. Have you ever seen artesian water, and it spurts up out of the ground? There's a bubbling up, and a coming out, and a f- flow-freeing flow. Bu- free-flowing bore that is existing right there under your own eyes, this is how God works. He's going to break through in a place that is hard and dry and a place that you haven't made any headway or seemingly you think you haven't made headway, but the God of breakthrough is going to come through like a flood of water and it's going to wash out everything that's been in your path and you're going to have a free and straight and, and... road in front of you that the mountains will be brought low and the valleys will be filled in and there'll be a straight path for you this is the lord of the great breakthrough this is the god we serve this is the god who wants to fight on our behalf come on people let's get a hold of it this morning verse 21 says therefore david in um where are we 22 then the philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of rephaim here we have it Haven't they learnt? They've just been defeated, but they want to come again. The devil will come again. The enemy will come again. So don't sit down on your laurels and think it's all over. We've got to be on guard because the enemy will attack somewhere else. He'll come again. He mightn't have got you in this area, so he'll try another angle. So stay on guard this morning. Stay on guard. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord. Here we go again. And he said, you shall not go up circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees come again the enemy will come again but again David inquired of the Lord David inquired of the Lord again you know and God said he had a different strategy this was the same enemy in the same valley but God had a different strategy too often we think well last time I did this and this is what happened God came through for me but we can't bank that every every victory is going to be the same that every time that a problem comes up that we can use the same strategy it was a different strategy God wanted and a different strategy that that David had to use and so just as well he inquired of the Lord because otherwise he would never have known We need to keep inquiring of the Lord. Is this the job I'm to take? Is this the place I'm supposed to be living in? In, On a daily basis, we should be inquiring of the Lord as to what we're doing and where we're at. Is this the house I'm supposed to be living in? Is this the person I'm supposed to be with? We need to inquire of the Lord and he'll answer you. Number uh, verse three. Oh, we read that one, didn't we? So we see that David was a man who was, a, was dependent on God. Are you dependent on God? I know I'm not dependent on God the way I should be. Every twist and every turn I should be asking God, is this where you want me? Is this what I should be doing? Are you with me? You know, and when we have an ear to hear, God will answer those questions. When we're soft in our heart when we're open to hearing from him. And we see again that David was a man in, of prayer because he inquires again. But David was learning, he he trusted God. He knew that he could trust to hear from God and then when he heard from God, he trusted what God said to him. He didn't doubt it. Oftentimes we doubt. You know, God told him to go around the around and when you hear them marching in the mulberry trees, like that wouldn't make sense to me. March around the walls of Jericho and then shout and the walls will come down. Can you imagine what that sounds like to a warrior? Just march around and shout and the walls will fall down. Like You'd say, yeah, right, you've got to be joking, aren't you? What do you really want me to do? But this is our God. You know, if we did it in our way... Then it wouldn't be God. See, God is showing us supernaturally that we can trust and rely on what He can do for us. Proverbs eighteen ten says, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run into it and are saved." So that's what we need to do. You know, this is the same enemy, in the same valley, but God is giving David a different strategy, and David's listening. He didn't just bolt on out there, boots and all, and say, well, I'll just do what we did last time. God gave us the victory. He listened and waited for God. 24. And it shall be when you hear the sound of the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly, for then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. David showed that he was a man that was willing to surrender to all God's leadership. Just like the centurion, he knew what it was like to be a commander of many people and that when he gave the command, those under him would obey what he did. But the centurion also realised that he also was a man under Jesus' command. He, re- he recognised that Jesus was higher again than him and that's why he bowed and said to Jesus that he was happy to just say the word and it will be so. He said, just say the word, because he knew that he was a man under the authority of Jesus Christ, that Jesus' authority was higher. And so too here, David recognises, even though he's this mighty warrior, this king, king of the land, he's just been king over the whole of the land, and yet he still realised that he was under subjection to Jesus Christ, under subjection to the master of the Lord of the Breakthrough." He didn't try to be above. He didn't try and usurp the authority. He humbly bowed. Timing is everything in God because God is never early. He's never late. He's always on time, amen. We get impatient. David wasn't impatient. God said, wait until you hear the marching. Wait until you hear the marching. You know, because when the marching came, it confused the enemy, When the the enemy heard the marching in the mulberry trees, it confused the enemy, it put confusion in the enemy's camp and they turned around to flee back and they ran straight into the hands of David's army. See, this is the way our God works and it's not the way we work. It's not the way we think. Last time I delivered your enemy to you but this time I will fight your battle for you. That's what God is saying. Last time I brought you up, this time I will lead you out. Last time you were at a different level and a different level requires a different strategy. Verse 25 says, And David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Geza. He was a man of obedience. Are we obedient to our leadership? Are we obedient to God? Are we obedient to those in authority over us? We need to be obedient. God requires obedience in all areas of our life. And David was a man of obedience. You know, in the the parable of the water being turned into wine and Jesus' mother said, do whatever he says. Don't question it, just do whatever he says, she said to the servant. Because it doesn't make sense. Go and get the barrels and fill them with water and I'll turn them into wine. Most people would sit back and laugh. But Jesus' mother said, do as he says. Don't question. When you hear from God, don't question it. You'll know if you hear from God. You'll know if you hear from God. Don't question it. Just do as he says. This portion of scripture reveals many keys to unlocking the Lord of the breakthrough in our own lives and situations. Number one, there must be a prophetic word. You must hear from God. Number two, obedience and willingness to apply the word. And number three, sow a significant seed. Sow a seed that costs you something and you'll see the God of breakthrough work on your behalf. You know, we all have personal areas of breakthrough. But this morning I want to bring before you and take your eyes off yourself because we're good at looking at ourselves and we're good at looking at our own situations. And it is important. We need breakthrough in our own lives. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we've been positioned here in Charters Towers. This little church, 61 to 63 Dalrymple Road, has been given a mandate. Now, we come under... ...the banner of Christian Outreach Centre. The anointing destroys the yoke. That's a foundational scripture of this movement. And we were set up to be a spearhead to the nation. So when this little church was here... ...we were set up as a topos of God. God ordained that this would be set here... ...that Christian Outreach Centre would be a spearhead in this nation... ...in this district that we have a mandate to break through in this area. And every spirit that is over this area has to be broken and dealt with, amen? Amen. And when we come here on a Sunday morning, 8.30 till 9 o'clock, we pray. And we don't just pray for ourselves and we don't just pray, we do. We pray for the people, we pray for the leaders, we pray for lots of different things. But one of the main things we pray through is for breakthrough in the area of Chartist Towers, amen. Because we want to be known as God's city, not gold city. We want this area taken for Jesus Christ. Now, this is an area that we haven't broken through in yet, but by golly, it's coming because we've been praying and we know that when we pray and the word of God goes forth that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We know that. We know that the word of God is powerful and we also know that where God's glory is, darkness cannot stand. We know that God's will is that not one would perish in this city, amen, but that they would all come to know Jesus Christ. We know that it's God's will. See, we have a word from God because we know that it's his will that not one would perish. So what is it? What's going on? Last week at the prayer meeting, we had a vision. Jeff got on the the trumpet there and he blew the ram's horn and he did such a marvellous job it was just a powerful powerful blast of that horn that went on for a minute or a bit more minute and a half two minutes and you know we believe that it was the armies of the gods of the breakthrough the armies were gathering in the heavens and they're ready to take by force this this town and this region And each one of us has a responsibility to get behind leadership, to get behind the church. If you call yourself a person of Christian Outreach Centre and this is your home, we are standing against the principalities and powers of darkness. You know, when Joshua went into the, the land to take the promised land, God didn't just hand it to them on a silver platter. He said it was a land of milk and honey and yes it was but did he just give it to the people? No, they had to contend for it, they had to fight for it, they had to war for it and God said to Joshua in in Numbers 33, he said when you go in, Numbers 33 and 55 it says, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your side and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell." God gives us the command that if we're going to take a city, if we're going to take an area, that we need to drive out the prince demons and principalities and powers of darkness over this region. We need to ask God what those principalities and powers are. What are the prince demons? And he says, you tear them down and you drive them out because they have come in and they have squatted and they are illegal residents in this place. It does not belong to them because this place belongs to God and the earth is his and the fullness of it therein belongs to God this is his land and every principality of darkness because there is no room for darkness when Jesus Christ is around so this morning we want to drive out and we need you people to band together with us whether you're here at the prayer meeting or not in your own prayer time I want you to lift up this area this city and these people because they belong to God and hallelujah won't be long because we see that the armies of heaven are gathering together and they're fighting on our behalf and the lord of the breakthrough is about to break through for this city amen and every buddha sitting on people's doors are going to be gone and every prince demon is going to flee and god said to kick them out to drive them out or they will harass you we are being harassed. We are being buffeted here and there by the principalities and powers that are over this city. And the thing, it's time that those things leave and the power of God is manifest in this place. Amen. So let's knuckle down and let's get behind our leadership. Let's get behind the mandate of this Christian Outreach Centre to take this place for Jesus Christ and let's see it become God's city instead of Gold City. Amen. So this morning, I just want to thank you. But Father, we just thank you this morning that you are the Lord of the breakthrough. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are breaking through in every area and every person's life. That, Father, you have the victory and the strategy for each one of us. But Lord, you require us to to knuckle in and knuckle down. And Father, to seek you for a word, to follow in obedience, Father. And Lord, to sow a seed of significance, Father, toward our breakthrough. And Lord, we are excited to see that you're going to through. in these areas and Father most of all I thank you that the breakthrough for Charter's Towers is coming this is such a dry and barren place and every church in this city needs to be full and overflowing Father and we thank you Lord that you're going to move on our behalf and every church in this city will be full to the brim and overflowing with righteousness and truth Father because that's the way you would have it and Father your will is not that not one would perish but all would come to salvation and we thank you in Jesus mighty name amen amen and amen but if there's anyone here this morning and you'd like prayer in an area of your own life I'd like to stand with you in agreement and let's call on with the spirit of Elijah we'll call down the Lord of breakthrough over your life over whatever it is that's standing in your way we thank you for it thank you